Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Hey, what's going on? It is January the 31st. Happy birthday, Allison. Um, if you are a fan of Allie's Adventures on YouTube, that is my daughter, Allison, and she is turning... 12 today which is awesome um so happy birthday hon hopefully we can get back into the parks and do some more um do some more exploring do some more video that kind of stuff it's it's we have a lot of fun with it so hopefully we get a chance to do a little bit more um we got peter with princesses in the mouse disney travel he is scrambling over on the other screen getting his stuff up <laughs> there he is and uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit about the news. Uh, like I said, we've got a lot of Tron updates. Uh, we've got some follow along with Tiana's Bayou Adventure and a rumor on the Disneyland side. And then we've got uh, the rodeo, what, the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue and a little information on Cake Bake. So, um, no. Got a cool show, and uh, without further ado, let's bring on Mr. Uh, Salvadori, and let's talk a little bit on the news. Peter, how you doing tonight? Oh, doing well. I also I was grading some stuff, and all of a sudden looked down and went, "Oh my gosh, it's seven twelve. <laughs> <laughs> this team takes longer to set up, also than. Zoom does. I need to start planning for two to three extra minutes, I've realized. Yeah, it's weird. And it seems like it comes up different every time. Um, because, like, this time I've got a... No, I don't like that. I don't know. It, it, it's just coming up weird um, today. I've got, like, a toolbar and all kinds of crazy stuff. So... Um, so yeah, so um, let's go ahead and let's get the timer on so we can start the news and, and get into a little bit of what, what's going on this week. I don't know why I did it that way. That's going to suck. Is it counting up instead of counting down? No. It's, it's Matt doing a good job. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just as kind of all over the place today. Um, 
we just got back from Cake Bake Shop in Carmel, Indiana. Uh, we took Allie out there for her birthday, and um, me being the inquisitive soul that I was, I started asking a few questions about the Disney location. So as you guys know, uh, Cake Bake, Wendelin Rogers is opening a Cake Bake in the old ESPN club on the boardwalk. And this is kind of a big deal for us up in Indiana because this is kind of our hometown thing. <laughs> Maybe for me. Uh, this is our hometown thing coming down to Disney. So I was asking our server kind of what she knew and, and kind of what was going on. So it sounds like um, right now they're in the full throes of construction in the location and they are still on target for that kind of late spring open. Um, they did give local employees the option to go down there and be the opening staff for the restaurant, which I thought was really, really cool. Um, and they don't really know kind of how it's going to look. So I'm going to post some stuff over on our Twitter site, uh, at Disney Insights Twitter page, showing some of the interior of the Cake Bake Shop. But it is a very, very unique location, and I think it fits very well into Disney. I don't know how much it fits very well into the boardwalk area, but it fits very well into Disney. I think it'll look really well. Um, I think it'll fit really well into the boardwalk area as well. What I imagine them doing on the outside is probably some type of like soft tone blue or green outer face. I imagine the window trim will be all in white. I imagine they'll put some type of like wood bunting underneath the windows to sort of like doll up that elegance so that as you're walking up to it, you're getting the elegance that Cake Bake Shop tries to exude and also fitting in, if you, especially if you go for that pastel palette, really, really fitting into the architecture and the design of the boardwalk in immediately to the right of that. It's also sitting in like a pastel blue. So I would expect the building comes out like pastel blue, pastel green, maybe pastel yellow. Uh -huh. uh, and then, like I said, the white trim and the bunting, I think would scream 1920s, 1930s boardwalk uh, and fit perfectly in. And then on top of that, I, I think this experience works really well in the boardwalk because when I think of Disney Springs, I think of modern, cutting edge, you know, outdoor mall. When I think of the boardwalk, I think about turn of the century quaint elegance and i think cake bake shop and that experience fits in there way more than anywhere else on disney property so another thing that we talked about was one of the stipulations for them to open up the restaurant was they had to be open for breakfast lunch and dinner which i thought was interesting um so cake bake is not a breakfast location <laughs> by by any means but some of the things that they tested out, so they tested out some of their breakfast menu items in the Carmel location over the summer this year. And they tested out things like brownie pancakes and bagel sandwiches and a lot of different, like bringing some of that dessert flavor into a breakfast. And it, it all sounded really, really good. So, you know, it's one of those places I've been looking forward to it ever since they announced it. Um, so hopefully, you know, we get some news. We get a, a firm opening date. It sounds like the staff at the Carmel location at least got to see a 3D rendering of what the interior is going to look like. And they 
the the server that we had said it is absolutely massive so and the espn club was not a small building so that that's that is a big building to fill and it sounds like that they're going to fill it up really well yeah and i mean it'll be really really exciting to think i i think being a, a bakery i think they're going to have no problem i do wonder because if cake bake shop is going to be probably more bakery themed breakfast right yeah. Immediately to the right of that, you have the bakery that's already there. Correct. The bakery and confectionery that's already it, – it's also where you fill your drinks if you are a guest at the actual boardwalk inn. It's where your um, drink refillable mug location is. But I don't know. That'll be very That'll be very interesting on how that all plays out. I mean, I think telling Cake Bake Shop, hey, you also got to serve breakfast – I can't imagine that was much of a deal breaker. A flat top and some toasters, and you you can throw together a yeah. respectable breakfast pretty easily. Um, and I guess this <clears throat> this is a a culmination of an offhand remark that was made years and years and years ago. So Gwendolyn Rogers, who owns Cake Bake Shop, is married to a Hollywood director, and I guess when they were living out in Utah, they lived next to somebody that did marketing or something like that for disney and she would take him over baked goods and said hey when i make it big you need to bring me down to disney oh there and, you go. <laughs> and, and i guess this is actually something that came about kind of offhand of that conversation because it was that gentleman that kind of opened that door for her so Pretty cool, pretty cool example of, you know, make sure that you're befriending your neighbors because you never know where they're going to get you in the future. <laughs> um, let's let's jump over to Tron. Let's uh, let's let's spend a little bit of time on what's been released in the last week. We're getting closer and closer to cast member ride previews, and there was a lot of kind of revealed this week so kind of go over the things that um jumped out to you on what they announced this week for tron uh i haven't seen much so perhaps you can fill me in outside of confirming the locker systems and starting like you kind of talked about uh sort of the timeline for when cast members can ride and things along those lines but um yeah, I haven't seen a ton. I've been more focused on the rodeo barbecue, so I'm ready to talk in detail about that for sure. Okay, uh, so what I'll, I'll take. Even though we can talk about it, I'll take Tron. So, like Peter said, they they kind of confirmed the locker system that was rumored and and basically confirmed prior, um, but it will be a free locker system that you use your magic band to open up a locker. And the lockers aren't really big, so if you are carrying a larger backpack or something like that, you are not going to be able to fit that in that locker. They did also, what's nice is they did confirm that there will be those small pockets, similar yes. to the one that's in Shanghai, and, or no, Tokyo. Shanghai. Shanghai. Um, yeah, so there will be, on the ride vehicle, there will be space for sunglasses, hats, um, cell I think phones. A lot of, yeah, cell phone. I, I think of like a lot of the little pouches on like, you know. Expedition um, and Everest. Yeah, and, Space Mountain, Expedition yeah. Everest, those types of rides. 
Yeah, so also they installed the first of the entrance fixtures. They installed the sign and um, basically made the announcement at that point that Tron was going to be sponsored by Enterprise Rent-A-Car, um, which I think it's... Unless I can, you know, rent a, a light cycle from Enterprise, it's just a name on a board for me. Um, hey, I think that's so clever, though. Like, for Enterprise to go and grab a sponsorship for a space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? I, I mean, Tron's not really in space. It's more of like in a digital environment. But but still, it's very futuristic and, and all that stuff, so... Yeah, and then the last thing that they did this week is they released video of the full light uh, show that will be on the canopy, and and that is really really cool. So it's gonna it's gonna really add something to that Tomorrowland area, especially with Space Mountain getting a fresh coat of paint and, and kind of everything that's going on over there with the new gift shop and everything like that. It's really going to make that area really nice. I mean, not like what they're doing to Tokyo, but it, it's, it's going to be cool to go in there with an updated facade for Space Mountain. You got Tron back there, so riding on Tomorrowland Speedway is going to be really, really cool. You know, it's, it's funny. I said I didn't really see anything, but I actually did see everything that you just brought up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's a really neat video online available kind of showing like, the light show projecting to that canopy that comes up over that big sweeping turn. And uh, yeah, all of that looks really amazing. I'm looking forward to making sure that we get over there towards the nighttime. Um, I mean, I'm, I make absolutely no secret. Oh, I did also, I don't know if Disney's officially announced this, but I officially confirmed verbally with a cast member I spoke with this week that they will be utilizing the virtual queuing system upon open. Yes, they announced that as well, yeah. Yeah, so that's just one more thing kind of uh, kind of in the, the mix of Tron news. Obviously, super excited. On the Disney Park side, the pass holder, the April 4th day at Magic Kingdom is shock, surprise, if you are heading there as just a standard guest or somebody staying in the resort hotels, there are still spots available on April 4th at Magic Kingdom. We, of course, um, as long as I can, will be going live at some point during April 6th as I'm in the queue line or heading my way into the ride. Um, we will definitely be going live and or posting some footage and attempting to get a ride along. But my one joy in this is they could have went all the way to like what Universal does with Hagrid and Velocicoaster and such. And they went for like the light version of that. I do appreciate that they still have the cell phone pockets on the ride whereas there are several rides at universal where you have to go through a metal detector and everything cell phones and everything need to be off your person so it is it is really nice to see instituting the lockers great um because they just you can't put it on the ride vehicles a lot of the rides 
I'm honestly shocked at some of the rides I'm allowed to put a backpack down by my feet. That's yeah. just the world, yeah. to be fair. So um, it is kind of... And what should I get? of your items, but also not in such a restrictive way as somewhere like a universal uh, employees. Yeah, and um, for for everybody except for Peter, the unicorse button does work tonight. So, uh, <laughs> Peter, you're just gonna have to go back and watch the show. I was wondering what you were giggling about while I was talking. I was like, "What the hell did I say that was funny?" <laughs> so it's it it's a it's a bluey thing, and it's it's hysterical. Go go watch Bluey season three. I think it's episode five. It's called Unicorns. It'll blow your mind. Did you just put a filter on me while I was talking? Uh no, 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 no. It's just it's just a cut in. It's a cut oh. it, but it is a for the news it is a very, very fitting cut in. So, um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. So we Hollywood Studios is getting a new sit-down restaurant that is going to be opening on March the 23rd. Uh, Peter, tell us a little bit about it, where it's going to be located, you know, kind of some of the food items that are going to be part of that. Yeah, and I'm trying to, I read the menu the other day, and now I'm trying to pull up the menu, and now it looks like they pulled the menu down off the website. It was on the website, now it's yeah, uh, now Parks off the blog. Yeah, I remember. I remember reading through the menu. I just couldn't remember where I read through the menu. So uh, anyway, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Really, really excited about this. And when they released the date, I was crazy excited because if you look at the date, March twenty third, and we are going to Hollywood Studios on April third. So yes, 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 one hundred and. 40% yes, uh, I will be getting a dining reservation to the Roundup Rodeo uh, Barbecue. And uh, where it's located, when you're going into Toy Story Land, there is a big woody uh, figurine that lots of people pause and meet and do a photo op. Um, a lot of times there will be actually one of those official photo pass photographers there. Just beyond that, around the turn into the actual land is where they have put in the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. So really, really exciting. As you can imagine, it is a barbecue themed uh, menu. I'll go over a couple of things here with you because I, I did while I was talking, managed to pull it up. Um, so there's gonna be some barbecue chicken, but the chicken's gonna be brined for 48 hours. You wanna talk about a juicy, delicious piece of chicken. I am excited about that. Um, and then of course, the old standards, the rib chops, the briskets, the smoked ribs. Uh, there was, I'm gonna look for it here real quick. So I apologize, I'm looking off to the side right now while also talking. The, so two things beyond that that stuck out to me, the corn on the cob says it is a chili lime spice blend with cotia cheese and lime juice. So it's like a street corn inspired. So like a Mexican street corn inspired corn on the cob. Um, and then this one cracked me up, the married spuds. 
So you like imagine back to Toy Story 2 and and he's sitting there and Mr. Potato is going, I'm a married spud, I'm a married spud. And they put the married spuds on the menu, <laughs> which is um, potato. This is sounds delicious. Potato barrels. So tater tots. Way to call them potato barrels. Like we're in, like we know a potato barrel is a tater tot. Um, <laughs> we know a tater tot when we see a tater tot. Right. I know what a tater tot is. Okay, <laughs> Disney World. Um, green goddess dressing, which is like a cream cheese chive dressing for those of you that never had it. Cheese sauce and seasoned barbecue spices. Holy, like my mouth. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, don't do that on the, you, you need to be able to write. <laughs> Hold on. Splash zone for those of you close to your screens. <laughs> like, and so I, I got the, like, obviously I've been monitoring this closely. It had been saying that it was going to be open spring 2023, just like Tron. We're so handcuffed into when we take our trips down to Disney World that I was booked in regardless. And my excitement cannot be cannot be uh, like undersold on how excited I was that Roundup Rodeo Barbecue is going to go on the 23rd and Tron is going to go later that week or the following week, I suppose. And just it all lined up. The stars aligned. I feel like it is time for Hades to attack. That was a Hercules rep because the stars <laughs> are aligned. Right? Like, or actually, that was the planets. Aligned. Those are the planets. Come on now. Yeah. So I am I am elated for the round of Rodeo Barbecue. I think it's going to be delicious. Um, might, I'm hopeful that it like jettisons itself up to I have to choose between that and Brown Derby on whether I want something more elegant or something more, or I guess that in 50s primetime, right? Because 50 primetime has like the good home cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I am looking forward to this barbecue. I hope it is done right. I hope it is not just, you know, like, I hope it just doesn't come out like, oh, it's a barbecue. I hope it's like a barbecue <laughs> joint with like a little bit of flair. All right, um, that is the end of the news. Let me give you one rumor before we move on to tonight's top three episode. Um, rumor came out tonight that Splash Mountain in Disneyland is closing May of this year. So just a rumor right now, but we'll follow it. We'll, we'll kind of get you the news as soon as we hear it. But what I'm hearing from a couple of different sources right now is that Disneyland is going to be closing Splash Mountain in May of 2023. There was some speculation that they may hold off until next year to get through Disney 100, um, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen right now. So, so yeah. So, that is the news. Let's go ahead and let's get into tonight's top three show. Business trip. Uh, the people do the wrong. <laughs> All right, what's going on, everybody? It is the DPI podcast, and it is top three time. If you haven't been part of the top three episode before, Peter and I are going to randomly draw a top three question, and we have 20 seconds to figure out what our favorite three 
or what our least favorite three. That hat is sharp. Um, this is my favorite right. hat, and I got it at the pro shop that you can totally walkable distance from the Polynesian. <laughs> I just thought sitting over here, I was like, this is my favorite hat. It's got the magnolia, the palm, and golf. Like, this is my new. This is my <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to draw a chip out of the bag. We're going to line it up with a question. We're going to give you our answers. If you don't like our answers, you think you got better answers, put them down in the comments. Let us know what you think. Yes, Shannon. Yeah, Shannon. <laughs> you with your 37 N's and four A's. Uh, and if you have a top three uh, idea that you want to share with us, go over to the website. It's scrolling down at the bottom. But if you're on the podcast, patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. It's up in the top right-hand corner. And submit one today. So let's see what today's number is going to be, and it is going to be number 11. Number 11 is going to line up with, and I'm actually like ready in everything today. Actually, one that I was looking at a little bit earlier. Number 11 is the top thrill rides at Walt Disney World. Something you were looking at earlier, meaning you planned your. This is ridiculous. No, it's it's not. No, it's not ridiculous. You're 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 out of your you're out of your mind. I just was I was adding things to the top three list earlier, and I noticed that that was on there. So, shut up and planning your first trip and getting overwhelmed by all the details. Planning your next trip and just want some new suggestions on things you haven't tried. Contact me at Princess of the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you planning your next trip to the most magical place on Earth. You can contact Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. All right, we have top three thrill rides tonight. Um, I, we, we were kind of jawing at each other during the, the 20 seconds. <laughs> He's got his, I've got mine. Peter, go ahead and go first. What's your, what's your number no, three? No, you're going first. You're going first. Okay. Solve it. <laughs> Number three for me, number three for me is Rock and Roller Coaster, um, over at Hollywood Studios. Fantastic, the only upside down roller coaster at Walt Disney World. Um, great ride. Aerosmith does the soundtrack at least for the time being. There are some rumors that Aerosmith may be going away here real soon. Um, but great ride. Um, good cue. Get to see yourself on a on a, a concert poster. Um, the pre-show is really neat, and then you you board your limo, and you have a maglev um, launch into you know a good twisted track for a roller coaster. No, not maglev launch. It's a it's a pulley launch, but whatever. Zero to sixty gets you going pretty quick, and it's it's a lot of fun. So my number three. Rock and roller coaster. Peter, what's your number three? Uh, I'm going to go immediately adjacent to that with an absolute classic that we can't skip. My daughter affectionately calls it the up-down ride. She went on it for her first time as early as, I believe, five years old and uh, cried the whole time, got off, and then was like, okay, I want to go again. <laughs> like, like one of those experiences. So I'm going to go with Hollywood Tower of Terror, and it is, uh, I mean, it's just a classic, right? And it, it is, like it is. It's so stinking long, 
Um, obviously, over at Disneyland, it has been converted into Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Not, not a lot of people were a huge fan when it was switching over in the same vein as currently what's going on with Splash Mountain. A lot of loyalists were really upset with that. But when Disney said that, they did vow that the one at Hollywood Studios would remain unchanged for... I mean, obviously, anybody can come in and nix this, but they basically said, no, we're going to keep it there so that that ride still exists in its purest form. Um, for those of you unfamiliar, Lobby is very macabre feeling as you walk your way into the building, almost like a Haunted Mansion-esque vibe. Pre-show is the Twilight Zone where you're entering an episode. You then walk through this dingy, poor-lit service boiler area and climb aboard a rusted out service elevator before getting your ever living bejesus. Um, and here's an interesting thing about that. In the same way that Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror is actually a spring and um, pulley system, mm -hmm. which is why you're able to get such speeds, even though the maximum drop that you take on that ride is maybe all of like 30 feet. So, it's the, the building's only like three or four stories in that tower. You get the incredible speeds because it's made out of springs, rubber bands, and pulleys to quickly jettison you very quickly up, very quickly. Very, very thrilling ride. And we'll check in at my number three. There you go. All right. <clears throat> let, me, let me choke myself up here. Um, so my number two, uh, I've... I went a couple of different places to think about number two, but my number two, I'm going to go over to Animal Kingdom and go with Expedition Everest. Um, it, again, I'm, I'm a coaster fanatic, and, and when it comes to Disney coasters, this is probably your classic Disney coaster. Um, great, great queue. Um, you wind through basically a base camp um, for an, an expedition up Everest. Everest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically what it is. And then um, the train is very well detailed. Great ride. Um, you encounter the Yeti a couple of times. Just a really good uh, good ride. Good drop. Good high backwards section. Just just a lot of, lot of cool, cool features to that coaster that make it make it a really good ride. It never goes over 35 miles per hour, but you feel like you are flying on that track. Um, so really well designed, great gift shop once you come out as well. So, and then it's just one of those, you know, you have the, the tree of life, but it's almost like a secondary icon in that park with, with how ominous it stands in the back side of that park so it just a really really cool overall well themed well thought out well planned out ride um so number two for me is expedition everest uh peter before you get to your number two tell people where they can find you oh this is early it is <laughs> so uh find me over on facebook if you type in disney travel agent i should come up pretty quickly um officially princesses and the mouse will really get you to me and i would love to get talking to you i uh, got a several people kind of dabbling and tiptoeing but i would love to get some more people going for spring break trips we are right now today was the april the first so um in terms of 60 days out for dining 
So really important if you're planning on going in April uh, and then obviously into the early summer, June, July, that you start that planning now so you're ready to go 60 days out. Although, you know what, I'll come back to this. I'll do my number two and then I'll tell you something crazy that happened to me today with uh, booking dining because I'm 60 days out for my trip. So there you go. Uh, number two, I am going to jump over to Epcot and give it a little bit of love. We hung out in Hollywood Studios. Then you went over to Animal Kingdom. Love that you did that. I'm going to jump to Epcot and give it a little bit of love. And there's two obvious clear thrill rides in Epcot. But I am actually going to go for the new, the new show as opposed to uh, the old tried and true. Although, albeit it is the fastest ride in all of the parks, the other thrill ride over in Epcot. But I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. That ride is just absolutely thrilling to me. Um, I have now been on it over over 10 times through the use of virtual queuing and individual lightning lane purchases. I have spent more money than I care to try and total up to purchase uh, ride <laughs> queuing. If anything, I'm really excited about April because that should mean that the virtual queuing for Guardians should shut down when the virtual queuing for uh, Tron comes up. So it is just phenomenal. The most thrilling part of that ride, there's two of them. And the first one is the backward launch. That is just, you're sitting there and you know it's coming and it's still just, it's so fun. And, and it's such an amazing experience because right as you begin that backward launch, the song cues up. And it's just, it's just so much fun and what a great experience. Um, and then there's a part later on where you're kind of like circling the moon and, and that there, you just sort of like get these G forces going the whole time is just really fun. And, um, well, maybe not as thrilling as others, just the whole experience just ups the thrill in my mind and just makes me like, I can't wait to do it more. So, uh, that is my number two over at the guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind, because I never officially said the title of the ride. So, there you go. There you go. So what, what happened to you booking today? Oh, I got storybook dining at Artist Point at 4.30 on our arrival day. Really? That Right. Like, what? Like, a good during the early evening? Yeah, because our first day we're just checking in. And I was... I was floored that I was I was able to get it on the day of, and it wasn't even quick. I like went through the rest of my booking, and at around six thirty, a half hour after the dining had been open, I was like, "Oh, you know, it'd be fun to go to Artist Point." Oh my God, it's available on the day we check in. How is it available the day we check in? And it's characters and everything back, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, Snow White and the you got Dopey, Grumpy, Snow White, and the Evil Queen. Dusty yeah. um, and I ate there last year at our anniversary. Kids haven't been there in three years, so I was like, hey, I'm going to book this stinking thing. There you go. There you go. So let's go ahead and go to our number one. Like I said in the opener, if you've got one that you think should be in the top three that we did not mention, put it down in the comments. Let us know. Um, we love to get the, the feedback and that interaction with our viewers. Um, so my number one, probably Peter's number one as well, is going to be Avatar Flight of Passage. 
I'm prepared for a second one. If you didn't do that, I was going to do that. <laughs> it's just so good. <clears throat> it is. So, um, based on the, the, the movie Avatar, you basically get linked to an Avatar through this ride vehicle, and it makes you feel like you're flying on the back of a Banshee. So, um, huge projector technology in front of you kind of gives you that um that feeling of flight and then to top it off the ride vehicle actually has a diaphragm that expands and contracts so it feels like it's actually breathing between your legs it's just the craziest thing in the world um 3d ride so if the 3d stuff kind of triggers any motion sickness or anything like that be aware of that but just great and that whole area is just so fantastically themed and and just you know with the floating mountains and then going into the cave system and then everything that they've done with the ruins of the mining industry and then the lab there's just so much in that ride that is a ride that if you have the time to spend in the queue spend the time in the queue because you do miss quite a bit if you do the lightning lane on it mm -hmm. so yeah the queue is visually stunning and like you said matt the 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 lightning lane queue just basically takes you up steel hallways yeah and the actual queue winds through the floating mountains past waterfalls over bridges through caverns into like you said some of the rdm areas i mean and then some of the rdm areas are like being slowly taken back over by nature. I, yeah, it is, it is, and you're right. One of my favorite moments on that ride is when you're in the cave and the pink flowers are luminescing, not even flowers, like pink, I don't know, funky, whatever they are. Yeah. They're like, they're starting to luminesce and it's kind of like the pools are bioluminescing and you can feel the banshee catching its breath from the very exciting interaction that it just had I, like wow yeah wow. It, it's it's an unbelievable ride and You're i'm like, surprised i'm surprised they haven't used that technology in other places to to come up with a different ride to be fair i'm glad they haven't because i personally this is just me and this could be a hot take and it could be a controversial topic but Putting Ratatouille in almost immediately after Rise of the Resistance has completely, and then Minnie's Runaway Railway has completely sullied all three of those individual experiences because it's the same ride experience across all three of them. And this is this is in my mind. I understand the track is different and the scenery is different, and I know that Rise of the Resistance does the little drop ship thing, and the other ones don't do that. But ultimately, I'm boarding a trackless vehicle system and working my way through various scenes. And like, yeah. all three of them are great rides, but the fact that they they grabbed that technology and they were like, sweet, we got this new technology. Blah, 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 and just like chucked it on <laughs> all these rides. I don't know. It just, it just kind of watered it down for me. Well, and it, it also, you know, it doesn't help that like Ratatouille is a clone of the ride that's in the Paris park. You know, the two Mickey and Minnie runaway railways are very close. They're not exactly the same, 
Um, There's a 40 second difference in ride time, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's different in some, in some form. What I've heard, it's very, very subtle differences. But, and then rise, rise is rise, rise is more. Yes, there is that trackless vehicle part of that ride, but there are four other pieces of that experience that yes. are absolutely spectacular. For sure. And and the fact that Rise starts when you first sort. Yeah. Right? Like, you are in an immersive experience for a solid 25 minutes, and that's if they're going, and that's if they're going fast. Yeah. All right, so let's go over to your number one. Okay, so because you took Flight of Passage, I am going to go out on a limb. Are you ready? I am going to tell you preemptively, I will confirm on April 6th, that Tron Light Cycle Coaster is one of the top three thrill rides in Walt Disney World. I am am 100% convinced that that ride is going to be an absolute thrill from the launch to the systems, to the dark, to the in and out of the tunnels, to just the neon everywhere following along with the Tron theme. The fact that you're going to be down riding on the light cycles that are featured in those films. Like, yes, hot take. I understand that we're two months premature, literally <laughs> two months. It's 64 days. But I am going out on a limb right now on January 31st telling you that Tron Light Cycle Coaster is going to be 100% in the top three list. Honorable mention to Test Track, the one that I was referring to with my number two. That is currently a top thrill ride, but I think that Light Cycle Coaster is going to supplant other things that are going on there. Now, my true number, my true top three would definitely include Flight of Passage if I was just making my own list. Yeah. But you've written that, so let's go somewhere else. I'm going to tell you that starting in April, you are going to make it a point to ride Light Cycle Coaster if you are a thrill seeker at Walt Disney World. And arguably, it will be the only maybe like you can tell me big thunder mountain is thrilling and i'll go okay sure it is yeah five lift is thrilling (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah so like i get that but i think that tron like light cycle coaster will be the only true thrill ride i know space mountains there but man that thing is just jostling and i don't know if it's thrilling more than it is terrifying for somebody over six feet tall like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that... you, those beams are close to my head, and I'm not even all that tall. <laughs> all right, Peter. Another great top three episode again. If you want to interact with us, website's down below right now, but patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. You can check us out there. Um, thank you for joining us for another great top three episode. Um, I actually don't have a client question today, so I'm just going to go ahead and get into the closing, but hang out on the line, and I will talk to you here in a little bit. All right? All right, everybody. Have a great week. Princesses of the Mouse, Disney Travel joined us today. We talked a little bit about Tron, and our top three was the top three thrill rides at Walt Disney World.
on social media, you can find us all over the place. Over on Facebook, at DPI Podcast for the travel side, at PATM Disney Travel. Over on Twitter, you can find us at Disney Insights. The Instagram account is at Princesses of the Mouse. And YouTube, the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Come and find us, interact with us, let us know what you think. for watching listening everything that you do for the podcast if you do have any questions reach out to us if you don't have a good week and we will talk to you next week